Hey! Hey! It's Rachel! It's Alexis! And welcome back to Flourishing in Faith! So happy right now, guess. Guess I'll give what? You three seconds. One, two, two three. three. We, we are, are in, in the, my room. <laughs> I like this room. Our studio. Our studio. Recording studio. Recording studio. We're like all professional now. We have a table. Mm-hmm. We have a pot. Have and a... you will see this all in the next podcast. That's going to be the first, not first, but one of the first video podcast summer yes we're gonna start like actually filming. actually filming is it next week next week next week and i am so excited i wish you could see it right now i know it's so beautiful and comfortable and comfortable our ch- our couch let we me have tell a couch you, our couch is so comfortable it's really soft too yeah it's very comfortable and it's very cozy and exactly what we need so yep it's perfect anyway anywho we are in the well, how's your week been Let's do that. Oh my gosh. We haven't You're done that in a while. Right. My week has been really good. Very tiring because I've been moving into a house. Mm-hmm. But been very rewarding because I get to see all the product and literally get to move in today. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it for you. How's your week been? It's been good. Uh, I worked. I um, went to church last night. Yeah. Um, and um, I've been hanging out with my niece. Yeah, she's so sweet. I love her so much, and we've just been chilling out. Other than that, but that's good. I'm so excited to talk about who are we talking about today? Naomi. 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 However you want whatever to say it, whatever you prefer. But we are talking about her today. We were going to talk about Ruth, but then we had so much depth in the Naomi story that we were like, let's just take a second yeah. to do how about Ruth part one, part two? Yep. But this is part one about Naomi's story and how it leads into Ruth's story, but yes. mostly um, this is part one of Ruth. And, well, speaking of Ruth, we're going to turn to Ruth. Ruth won, um, <laughs> literally won, just like the whole chapter of first one. Yes. And um, kind of talking, I'm going to start, I'm just going to read verse one through five. Okay. And it says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malchon and Chilon. Anyways, they were Ephorites from Bethlehem, Bethlehem in Judah, and they went to the country of Moab and remained there. But Amalek, the husband of Naomi, died, and, he, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Oprah. Oprah? Oprah? Orpah. I've been Orpah? saying it. Oprah the whole Oprah. time. Oprah, and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about ten years, and both Mahlon and Chilon died. And, then the woman, and so the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Dang. Widow. <laughs> Widow. Widow. <laughs> like, that is so sad. It really is. And, I mean, I literally wrote down, this, wrote down my, um, my notes. Says her story starts with a tra- tra- tragedy. What a trage. What a trage. She's widowed. She has no one to support her. She has no more family besides or her s- daughter-in-law. No more sons. No one to so. so, no support her. Apparently, also, she didn't have any other relatives. Yep. So, she was alone. 
she had all she had was her two her two um daughter-in-laws yep but does it end there does it no and it, it's honestly kind of canny and not like canny it's kind of um you can compare it to joe in the scenario he yeah. literally lost everything he lost his cattle his house his health his wife Literally. All of his family. But Naomi, all she needed to lose was her was her husband and her two sons because she's a woman. Yeah. So all the cattle and all those things let, meant less to a woman than it did to a man. Right. So in the same way as Joe was left alone and he was left in a desolate place with no, nothing else, Naomi was also left in that place. Right. So that's a cool contrary contrast thing. Compare contrast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Compare contrast. But yeah, so she goes on in verse 6 through, I'd say, uh, 9, if you want to read that. 6 through 9? Yeah. Okay, so it says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might turn from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return to, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. Yeah. So Naomi, um, she could have been like, You have to stay with me. You have to be with me because I'm a widow. I'm mm-hmm. your mother-in-law. You know, you have to take care of me. But she was so selfless in that she, she wanted the best life for her, for her daughters-in-law. Mm-hmm. She knew that she couldn't because she couldn't have kids anymore. She couldn't, without a husband, she couldn't, you know, bear any more children. So she yep. knew that all she needed was a better life for her, for her, for her now, honestly, like her children. Because they're, they're more like her children now. Yep. And I think that is really beautiful, really selfless of her. Yep. And I think it's just, she just went on to tell them to go back to families and remarry there's a better life and she blessed them and blessed them and they have, they have rest and they have a future husband and all these kind of things yep. but then I go in verse 10 and they said to her no we, we will return with you back to your people but Naomi said turn back my daughters why will you go with me have I yet sons in my womb that they may come become your husbands turn back my daughters go your way for I'm too old to have a husband if I should say that I have hope, even if I should say have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait until they are grown? Would you fare there, would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter for me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Oprah kissed her mother in law, but Ruth clung to her. Wow. I love this part. I do too. I just think it's so cool. I, for me, okay, so I feel like I understand when Nami was like, go back, don't mm-hmm. stay with me, because there's nothing here for you, Yeah. because she lost her sons and her husband, so Naomi and Orpa, I think it is, they lost their husbands, so they were all three childless widows, Yeah. so they had nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing, so... Like we said at the beginning, this is a tragedy, very terrible tragedy. Um, but when we go back to, let's see, verse six, 
when it says, Then she rose with her daughters-in-law that she might turn from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. So Naomi heard that God was doing good things somewhere else, and she was gonna, she was willing to go there, yeah, to experience it for herself and not live in this place of bitterness. Yeah, that she ultimately was never in, but she did have the option to choose whether she was gonna stay in that, or if she was gonna leave and go somewhere else where she can be plentiful. Right. And she did, and she and left, she, and did, and found God. She did, and I think that is such a noble thing for her to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible. And I think, if you look back at verse 13, it says, Would you therefore refrain till they're grown? Would you therefore marry? So she said, um, The hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And so basically she was saying, um, she obviously just spoke the truth. She said, It seems like the hands of the Lord is against me. Um, that weight that is like on her, obviously, but losing her son and her mm-hmm. two sons and her husband. Yeah. But, and I wrote this in my commentary, but she went to God instead of running away. Right. I feel like a lot of times, that's why we see, that's why we can assume that Naomi didn't really stay in a place of bitterness because she didn't run away from God. Yeah. And I feel like now, like, especially in, like, in our generation, not even just our generation, but, like, in um, the Christian uh, body as a whole, mm-hmm. we tend, because even though we know that we have that that safe place, it's really hard to not look at that first mm-hmm. or to look it's really hard to look at that first when all of this negativity is surrounding you and yeah. I feel like I really relate to that because um like when we talked about our testimonies mm-hmm. in like the very first episode that we did it was I was talking about my dad and like all that he went through and how it was really hard for me to listen to everybody around me when they were like oh just keep praying and like it's gonna get better and all like I did not want to hear any of that but I had chosen to stay in that place of bitterness instead of running to, to God. Um, yeah, to that safe place that I had. So, I definitely see, but this it like it encourages me. Yeah. Because, her, ultimately what she did, she trusted in God's sovereignty, even though, and like everything around her was was gone. Yeah. Because she was gonna send her daughters back if she if, if Ruth hadn't have stayed. Um, Naomi would have been completely alone. She wouldn't have had anything. And she was too old to remarry. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have any sons. And it was just... And she would have, you know, gone back. But then, at the same time, if Ruth wasn't leaving there, she would have still gone back to the Lord. You're right. And that is a that's something that we can take from out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, Naomi went to the Lord. Mm-hmm. She didn't run away from God. Especially in our culture, when everything's don't go our way. Or our plan doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. We often try to get mad at God and run away yeah. from God because, yeah. you know, it's we get mad that He didn't work out the plan according to our good when it's that's totally opposite to what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. It's for His good mm-hmm. and His glory. So, but it's because if you think about it, if Naomi hadn't lost her sons and her husband, Ruth and Boaz would have never happened, and Jesus would have never happened. Right. Because Jesus, Jesus came from, came, that, from Ruth, came, came from Ruth and mm-hmm. Boaz. From, like, that, from that generation, from yeah, that genealogy. From that line. And if that wouldn't have happened, then Jesus wouldn't have been born. Yep. So there is a purpose for every single thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just, they think at the surface level and they don't look at the real thing, mm-hmm. the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. That's really, really important. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she went through this. 
She had a really tough time. She did. And I remember this quote that I read from Spurgeon. My fave. We love Spurge. Um, he, I, I'm, I don't remember it word for word, but I'll try to uh, paraphrase it. Yeah. It was like, if you are being, if God has placed you in a dark place, it's best that you be in the dark place with God than in the light without him. That is so It was so basically true. like that kind of I was talking about this idea. today with my mom. It makes me more, it may, it would, I would rather a Christian or somebody that claims to be a Christian to, um, you know, follow God and go out forth and do what they say they're going to do and, you know, mess up, let's try and pick up back their, themselves up again, rather than a Christian that fakes yep. and then acts in the world and then says they're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's in the same way as this is like, we can't, you know, do things and say the other. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta walk out what you... And in the hard Preach. times, God will test you about what your faith is. Mm-hmm. And the hard times are going to come. Yeah. Like, there is no way that hard times are going to come to you. If you haven't had a hard season, buckle up. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, buckle up. It's going to come to you. Yeah. Literally, this whole season of me being in a camper, instead of being in my home, in my bed, in comfort, in my own room, this whole season has been hard. Mm-hmm. But look at me. Look at you. Here I am. You're thriving. I'm thriving and flourishing. Mm-hmm. Lived in that. that. Word of God. Mm-hmm. I lived in that. And that was my breath. And that was my bread. And that's what I needed. So it's just, it's just like your choice about where you want to stay. Yeah. I think there's the thing about, like, what PG said on Sunday. Backsliding isn't literally like backsliding. It's like you're staying in where you're at. Mm-hmm. It's being stagnant. That's what it is. Yeah. And I feel like even... Because we, like, know there's better for us. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it's... mm, I don't want to say an attention thing, but I feel like people... A lot of people want to seem like a victim. Yeah. A victim mindset. They want to stay in that and be like... Tell people all the time, oh my gosh, I'm going through this right now. And, like, they just want people to hear... But they're they're going going through through a hard time, which is good because then they can pray Pray for for you. you. Mm -hmm. But it's not good to live in a place where you're always saying, I'm dealing with this and it's really hard. Because then you're speaking that into existence. Yeah, and then it is going to always be hard. Mm -hmm. But if you start speaking life and scripture and word into your everyday, those hard times won't be as hard as it would be if you kept on speaking that negativity over yourself. That's so true. I think what you speak over yourself in the hard times, but also in the good times, yeah, um, really matters for what you're in the hard times. Because if you speak this life, life into yourself at a good time, whenever you're in the hard times, and know what you know, practice you can practice what you're doing, mm-hmm. what you've been preaching, yep, and to yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's just like affirmations. Like people, people be lacking on affirmations. Affirmations are oh, yeah. so important. And I have been lacking on affirmations. I need to get back on it because it's so important to affirm the scripture over yourself mm-hmm. like i am love mm-hmm. i am chosen mm-hmm. i am a royal priesthood yeah i am a child of god mm-hmm. i am beautiful i mean just things like that that you can speak over yourself and confirm that in the scripture really just it solidifies what you may not believe about yourself mm-hmm. and that's just the truth mm-hmm. you may not believe that we are beautiful you may not believe that we are chosen 
but we are. And then, then it'll make it easier for us to believe those things and also not believe the lies of the enemy because we know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just really important to know that and I went through a struggle, but she didn't run away from God. Yeah. And I feel like once, if you <clears throat> if you build that up in yourself, it'll be easier for you to encourage other people too. Yeah. Who are going through that thing when you might not be going through it anymore. That's, maybe that's a reason why God wants you to do that thing. Yep, just so you can help somebody else. And that's this, this the simplest thing, but, you know, maybe you're a mom and you literally had a miscarriage. Maybe that's the hardest thing you've ever been through, and I, I can never imagine. Mm-mm. But maybe that is the is the moment that you can God wants you to pray, wants you to fast mm-hmm. for your child that maybe you didn't pray in fast before and help other people who've had who have that had that same that situation. Had the same situation and for you to be that light to them. And if you don't help millions of people, it's better to help one person oh yeah than none. Yeah, because like course. that's that's like same thing with like us doing the podcast. Like yeah, if it just touches one person, mm-hmm. that is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the biggest thing, right there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, we love you guys. We love you so much. We're so happy we're in the room, and we cannot wait for you to see it. Oh my gosh, we are so excited, y'all. Oh my gosh, so pumped. Well, we love you. We, we will see you so you much next week. Read the podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye.